Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Hello. Thank you so much for having me with you today, although it is virtual. City Lights Brisbane, what an amazing, wild adventure we are on. Whether I'm coming to you today in your lounge room or through an iPhone or an iPad, however it is that you're seeing me today, I just want to say, hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. We haven't actually met. My name is Larissa DeMichael and my husband and I and my two kids, we actually moved from Sydney. So my apologies for like the exodus that has happened from Sydney. We're part of it. Um, but we moved just before Christmas and we are living in a beautiful Tweed Valley and going to a great church called Elevation. And yeah, it's just so wonderful to be here. And I think I've got a picture of my family. So um, that's my husband. Obviously, he's the male in the picture. And the other two are my daughters. And um, yeah, it's wild. I currently work full time in an employment agency. Um, which I'm enjoying because I've actually been in ministry on the pastoral team of a great church in Sydney called Horizon for the last 16 years. Uh, So yeah, it's big changes for us and COVID. It's been, um, yeah, a pretty wild time. I think I've got another picture of me and my daughters, and this probably uh, is like a better description of what life feels like at the moment. I call it a beautiful, wild, chaotic harmony. Does anyone feel like that at the moment? Is anyone else kind of like, what is happening? Um, I know I certainly am. And I just want to give a big shout out to your pastors, Pastor Andrew and Beck and the team uh, for all the behind the scenes work. I know, I know the behind the scenes work that goes on in church life, especially through a lockdown. I did one last year and you need to know that The team is working really hard to make sure that this sense of community and that the love of God reaches you right where you're at. So thank you, pastors, Andrew and Beck and all the team. And thank you for asking me to come and speak today. Um, And they've actually asked me to just continue on in a series that you've been doing. And I'm just like, what a great series for this season of life, hearing the voice of God. When he asked me to come and speak to you, I think I was um, obviously going to come in person and can't wait to actually get to see you and have a coffee with you and hear your stories. Um, but for now, I'm virtually with you and looking forward to sharing uh, with you this morning. So I was thinking about, um, you know, what would be a great uh, message or a great way for me to share with you about, I guess, my passion for hearing the voice of God. And, you know, because we haven't like met yet and you don't really know me and I don't know you and I'm new around these parts, I thought perhaps I would share with you a little more about me and actually when I first came to hear the voice of God. So I grew up, um, even though I've spent the last 17 or 18 years in Sydney, I'm really a country girl at heart. <clears throat> and I um, grew up in a small country town, <clears throat> excuse me, and, you know, in many ways, 
amazing privileges, amazing opportunities. Um, didn't grow up in poverty, always had food. Uh, I had heaps of sporting opportunities and I traveled and, um, all those extracurricular activities that I wanted to do, I was able to do. My parents were, uh, in the nursing field and the education field and really encouraged, you know, success and doing your best. And yeah, I, I traveled the world when I was eight years old. I went to school in Europe when, um, you know, I was eight or nine. And yeah, so amazing, amazing, amazing privileges and opportunities. I guess alongside that, um, were some, yeah, real challenges and, uh, I guess I would say levels of deep trauma. So uh, by the time I was about eight, uh, both my parents had quite public profiles in the town I was living in and they um, got divorced. But I guess what made it a bit more complicated was it was a very public and messy divorce um, and there was information about it in newspapers and uh, yeah, it was really exposing, I suppose, and a really unsettling time when I was around 10, I think, um, when that happened. And then about a year later, completely sideswiping me. Uh, it was not part of the plan. It was never like in the four vision, the four vision, <laughs> the vision forward of what I was going to do. But uh, about a year after my parents broke up, um, I was sent to boarding school. And look, boarding school for a lot of people is amazing. And I had incredible experiences and it brought with it, you know, great stability in a really difficult time. But also, I guess the challenge around it for me was that um, I was actually sent to boarding school in the town that I grew up in and my family home was about a five minute walk away. So um, the school that all my mates went to was just across the road from the boarding school I was at and, you know, I'd have chats with them and the messaging I was getting was, wasn't loved, totally rejected. And I think that really went deep into the core of who I was because I suppose the other thing that was happening through this time and, um, yeah, unfortunately it's a common story, um, was that I had been having a relationship or a toxic relationship with a man I was, you know, from really the early years of my life um, for over the majority of my childhood with a man that um, we ended up discovering later in life was actually a pedophile. And so that relationship, um, you know, that fractures you at the very core of who you are as a person, as a woman, as anyone that's trying to work out like what's life and what's love and that um, inappropriate relationship, um, yeah, was a really significant one. And so I guess I just want to say before I move forward that, you know, maybe your story is a little different to mine, but maybe as I'm saying some of these things, you're identifying with that level of fracture or that level of brokenness, maybe your history, there's other abuse or complexities and you're still carrying some of that on the inside. Well, I want to let you know today that if you get nothing else out of what today is about, I'm here to let you know that there is a God that is bigger than any corrupt 
pedophile touch, any abuse, any trauma, the God that we serve broke into history 2,000 years ago through the body and the flesh of Jesus Christ in order to show us and demonstrate and be a voice to us in darkness that he loves us and that there's a way out. And today I'm going to be really excited in a little bit to be able to share with you um, more about how he did that for me and how he can do that for you also. So um, by the time I was 21 years old, uh, I was a mess. I was like, <laughs> I was just, you know, doing my best, but I um, was living with a drug dealer who basically had an operation through our whole area. I was totally addicted to drugs. I'd wake up in the morning, I'd have a bong, I'd start drinking, I'd do a line of cocaine. I, my mental health was a complete mess. I basically was rolling out panic attack after panic attack. I had OCD, I had agoraphobia, couldn't leave the house unless I was completely wasted. Um, and I was hurting. And to be honest, I was probably hurting a lot of people around me as well. And so um, this one day I had a very random invite to come to a church, to a Catholic church, and learn about, uh, to be involved in a baptism. And the strangest thing about this, right, is that I had not seen this family for over a decade. So the fact that I was there, you know, is really the hand of God. But as the baptism was taking place, I remember as the priest was speaking, it was like words of life coming from this man into my soul. And as he was talking about how baptism represents the old life and the new life and that Jesus has enabled us to be, you know, born again into his mercies and love and favor. I just, I didn't understand it all, but I knew deep in my heart, deep in this fracture that I needed to know more. And I just remember not even knowing what I was doing, but just like, this feels good. This feels right. This feels like the life and the love that I'm so desperate for. That night I was at home on my own and really I was just like, I don't even know how to get that. Like, what was that feeling? Who, what was that? Who was that? How do I, what do I do? And just feeling like completely useless, I guess, completely at the end of my rope on knowing how to live and how to feel accepted. And I mean, I was only 21, but yeah, I just gave up. And I remember thinking, you know, God, if you're real, then you need to find me. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you don't know Jesus. And as I'm sharing my story, there's parts of it that you're identifying with. Well, it's just a simple prayer, a simple heart attitude that says, God, if you're real, Jesus, if you're real, I'm here, come and find me. And he did that day, let me tell you. All of a sudden, the moment I prayed that prayer, it was like, I started to be able to feel the tangibility in the room, like air became substance. And I started to feel this love and joy and goodness and holiness and complete understanding and wisdom, like permeating out of the walls. And I'm thinking, whoa, I have not had any drugs today. What is going on? This is, I've never had a trip like this. 
and it got stronger and stronger. And then the joy came and I'm like, I felt it and I felt it wanting to almost permeate who I was. And the joy was just amazing. And I remember crying out and being like, oh my gosh, if you don't stop, whoever you are, I'm going to die. Have you ever heard of anyone dying of too much joy? I don't know. But I literally thought what I felt and what I can see now in looking back was that what was in me could not abide in what was coming toward me. And I suppose, you know, that was darkness. That was a heart that was disconnected from a loving God. It it couldn't exist in the presence of love and joy. They were two separate things. And the moment I said that, I heard an audible voice. And the audible voice said to me, Jesus Christ is the Son of God and you have been chosen. I hit the deck. (laughs) I fell on the floor. I'm like bawling, crying because I knew in that moment Jesus is real. Jesus is alive. This Jesus I learned in scripture as a little kid, this Jesus I'd rejected, the Bible that I'd rejected, Christianity that I despised. It was, he's real. He's alive. He's alive. And I spent all that night just pouring my heart out and pouring my life out and pouring out all that was in that moment. And I knew that I'd been walking one way. And in that moment, I was about to walk a whole new path. And I have. And since then till now, I was 21, I'm 44. I've continued to follow the voice of God. Have I ever heard the audible voice again like that? Or that audible angelic voice? No. No, I haven't. And will we all have that experience this this side of eternity? No. But for whatever reason, God chose me in that moment. And you got to think about it, like the irony, like talk about the lowest of the low, talk about like completely a reject in society, talk about a girl that like felt like her family didn't want her, was just, you know, living off the doll, doing drugs. And yet God saw me and said, that's my girl. I wasn't cool, Christian. I didn't have it all together. I wasn't righteous. And yet God broke in that moment and let me hear, let me, I, let me hear him. Let me hurt him. Let me hurt him. (laughs) And has continued to lead me. And I know that Pastor Andrew has been doing, um, amazing preaches in the last few weeks about how to distinguish the voice. And I'd encourage you go and listen to those. But from that day till this day, I've done my absolute best to listen to the voice of God. And you know what? Just like I didn't have it all together, you don't have to have it all together to hear God's voice. So I want to give you three really quick thoughts on hearing the voice of God. Is that okay? So the first one is we've got to trust. I said, is that okay? And then I didn't wait for an answer, but it's on camera and I can't hear you. So I just imagine that you're nodding on the other side. But the first is we have to trust that God wants to be heard. We have to trust that God wants to be heard. When you think of the full synopsis of the Bible, from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden through to the book of Revelations, the Bible is one big story of God's intention 
of the people of the planet being able to hear him. In the Garden of Eden, God walked with Adam and Eve and spoke to them and communed with him. All through the Old Testament, we see prophets that come with the message of God to the people. We see the scriptures and the Torah, God writing out his heart for the people because he wanted to be heard. Then God sends Jesus, the word, like that word, because he wanted to be heard. Jesus' entire life message is one of love, one of being able to be echoed into all of eternity, that God loves us and wants to meet and commune with us. He wants nothing to separate us from being able to hear him speak to us. And then we see in the book of Acts, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit after Jesus ascended to heaven, to sit on the right hand of the Father, to intercede for us. When that spirit got poured out, that was God's intent that all humanity would hear him. We need to trust that God wants to be heard by us. In John 10, 27, we read that Jesus himself says, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. The whole presumption of that text is that if we're one of the sheep, if we're one that's accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, if he's our shepherd, that we will hear from him and that he will speak to us. And it's not for a special few. It's for all of us that call on Jesus. So that's point number one, trust that he wants to be heard. Point number two, but we've got to remove the obstacles. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, hearing God is now your birthright. But you need to remove some obstacles sometimes that might get in the way. We can fill our lives and hearts and minds with things other than God, and it can clog the cistern, so to speak. It's like imagine that there's a cistern of beautiful, clean, living water, and that's God's voice being heard by you. But we can fill that cistern with sin, with bitterness, with unforgiveness, with offence, with wrong thinking. And as we fill that up, fill, 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 it's like God's not not talking. It's just we can't hear him through the noise, through the obstacles. Life's worries, anxiety, sin, pride, agendas, idols, all of it, the issues of life, the Bible talks about it. Guard your heart above all else because out of it flow the issues of life. So maybe, maybe we're not hearing God, not because he's not talking, but because there's some obstacles in the way. And I would invite you to remove them. How do we do that? In relationship with God. That's how we do it. You know, often I've heard sometimes people go, just leave your baggage at the door and come to Jesus. And I'm like, no, bring it all. (laughs) Bring it all to Jesus. Bring all of your sin. Bring all of your offense. Bring all of your issues of unforgiveness and bitterness. We're meant to bring it to him. That is the great exchange. That is the gospel at the very heartbeat The good news is that we don't get our lives right and come to the Lord. We come to him and we say, this has gone on. I'm struggling with this. This is hard. I'm battling with this. I'm really murderous at that person. I'm really offended at that. But we bring it to him. We cast those things to him. We talk to him about it. And then in exchange, he gives us a heart 
that's clean and clear and in the midst of it we can hear him. And finally, how do we hear the voice of God? Keep focused on Jesus. It's pretty simple, right? Hearing God's not meant to be complicated. It's not meant to be complicated. One of my great friends called the other day and I picked up the phone and had it on loudspeaker and she's like, hi, Larissa. And my daughter went, hey, Christy, which is hilarious because Christy never identified who she was. But Michaela, my youngest, knew who she was because she was familiar with her voice. If I turned all the lights off in this room and I turned on a candle and I said, come to the candle, you wouldn't have to spend a whole lot of time going to the corners of darkness. You'd follow the light. And that's how we hear the voice of God. We become familiar with who he is. You hear the voice of God in the presence of God. So we put on worship music. We read his word. We get around people that are full of faith. We think about him. We contemplate how good he is. We remember the ways that he's come through for us time and time again. Worship is to ponder and give worth to the one that found us in our brokenness and drew us to himself. If you desire to become more confident in the voice of God, then make spending time with him your greatest pleasure. Beautiful. So three points, pretty simple. Trust he wants to be heard by you. Remove the obstacles and focus on the most wonderful saviour who loves us all and is right with you now. He's right with me. Why don't we pray? Father, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you that you want to be heard. Lord, I pray for all my friends today. Help them. Help them remove the obstacles. If they don't believe that you can even talk to them, if that's an obstacle, Lord, help them with their unbelief. Father, I pray that you help create a space this week where they can sit and journal or chat or talk or yell, (laughs) whatever they need to do, God, to attend to the issues of their heart in your presence. And that in that place, God, as we focus on you, you will be heard. It's been so nice to be with you today, even if through camera. Bless you. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community. Thank you.